Hello and welcome to another episode of the Sunny Mary Meadow podcast. I have a guest with me today. Her name is Ashley and she is the farmer at Vale Family Farm and she influenced me to buy a high tunnel. So I did because she did it. So I did it. Actually, I mean, I was watching and looking for one and then somehow I found her on Instagram. I think it was some... I don't know, probably hashtag high tunnel. I have no idea how I found her, but I know it was through her high tunnel and she lives where it's very windy and it's not terribly windy here, but we had a really, really massive windstorm come through last spring. So I knew that I needed something sturdy. I'm like, well, okay. And then plus it's a real person that I could ask real questions about. And I think that's how we became friends is I just kept asking her questions about her high tunnel over and over and over, just very detailed questions about her exact high tunnel, even though she had it in her stories and her highlights, uh, whatever. I just kept asking her more questions about it and ultimately ended up buying the exact same one. So we're going to talk about high tunnels today. Hello, Ashley. Hello, hello. Thanks for agreeing to do this. I think three days ago I asked her and she's like, yeah, I'm in. Sure. What do we do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm happy to be here. And I am happy to talk about the high tunnel because I think that's probably one of the things I get the most questions about. What zone are you in, Ashley? We are 6B. Okay. Okay. I Yeah, I thought you were six. And then I was like, are you seven? No. Yeah, so you're six. I'm in four. So it's a whole different beast up here. I have a really short growing season. So the high tunnel is going to be huge. I'm actually considering buying a second one this spring already because the one I got was 16 by 50. And I'm glad I didn't get the 100 foot just because where we were going to put it and it probably would have been really overwhelming already. But we're looking at buying a second one this spring already. That's that's how awesome. And I haven't even really reaped any benefits of it whatsoever yet. Yeah, I'm I'm actually considering buying another one as well. Yeah. So what size is yours? It is the exact same as yours. It's 16 by 50. Okay. Yeah. And probably because you told me to buy it. So that's the one I got. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, it came in. It's the higher one. I think that, yeah. that was the deal was it was taller. And then you can roll up the sides for when it's really hot. And that's just what was really nice. So Ashley, why don't you tell us what a high tunnel is? Because I asked some of our followers on Instagram and I ended up at, I thought I only got like five or six, but actually I got 14 questions and we're not going to address all of them. But one of the very first questions was, what's a high tunnel? <laughs> that's <laughs> a like, great question. Oh, that's a great question. Perfect. Perfect podcast um, question. So I guess I've never had anybody ask me on the spot before, but it's simply a tunnel made out of plastic, greenhouse plastic. And yeah, I mean, and some people might call it a caterpillar tunnel, but I think one of the other questions that people also ask is, why would you get this? Exactly. Um, people are like, well, what's it do? Why? Why don't you just get a greenhouse or what? What's right. The so, well, and that's an important distinction too, because people often use greenhouse and high tunnel interchangeably, but they're actually very different. The reason we got the high tunnel, and I think I'm guessing is probably why you got it, is for season extension. We could extend our season with the high tunnel about a month in the spring and then two months into the fall. So when you use a high tunnel, you're actually going up a zone, a USDA hardiness zone. So technically inside my tunnel is 7B. It's not heated 
it's simply you know heated by the sun during the day and a greenhouse generally has an artificial heat source a high tunnel or a hoop house you might hear it referred to as that as well is generally not heated and the other thing you have to consider too with a unheated structure is that whatever the temperature is outside at night is what it's going to be in your tunnel at night as well yeah I think you hit the nail on the head for everything it's hard to put you on the spot but you know um I think (laughs) that's all right yeah that's that's what the podcast is (laughs) you know yep exactly season extension for me my frost dates I have from about May 15th to September 20th without a frost like I have such a short growing season so that was a big part of it and then something that I did this year and we'll see how it pans out but I planted I did 11,000 tulips half are in the high tunnel and half are outside just to spread out that work spread out the blooms spread out the time of them I do have a huge walk-in cooler so that'll help but essentially just spread that out there are absolutely yeah there are low tunnels that people talk about which is basically it's kind of like a four foot rebar and you have low tunnels inside of your high tunnel I will I don't yet because I haven't planted my ranunculus yet it's still I mean it still gets down to zero I think it's negative 10 tonight we're about to get hit with 15 inches of snow tomorrow schools and everything are closed already for the next two days so that's fun um, oh, I love that for you yeah uh, my parents are supposed <laughs> to get 27 inches of snow in southwest Minnesota oh, um my gosh yeah so we're recording this right now it is February 21st 2023 so if anyone's that's listening probably going to launch this episode around April I'm thinking you know when the high tunnel is actually being used and the fruits of our labor are you know really paying off so you put low tunnels additionally inside of your high tunnel around like your ranunculus and I will do that too because it gets so cold at night hopefully won't have to use them a ton but I'll need them some people will just do that in the winter outside that's not going to work for me we have a foot of snow we're going to get a foot and a half in the next day. Like I, there's no way that would work. Right. I think, and people have asked me that too. Like, why wouldn't you just make a bunch of load tunnels? Well, I could do that, but we, like you said, live in a very windy environment. It's regularly, you know, we'll have days where it's gusting 40 miles per hour all day long. And that wears on stuff. We're actually going to have to replace our plastic on our tunnel and we've only grown in it for one year. So that's something to consider. But my thought process was, why would I make a bunch of low tunnels and have to go around every time it's above freezing, which in like right now it's February, it's still really cold at night, but it gets above freezing almost every day. So I, I would have to go around and draw up the sides and uncover several rows like all over the place. Whereas you can do it once. Yeah. Where I can just do it once with a big tunnel and I can have all of my stuff in one place. And that's the reason why, you know, I don't grow a lot of hardy annuals because it gets cold enough here that I would still need to cover them. Mm -hmm. And so I, I stick with what is most profitable for us. And for us, that is ranunculus in the spring. People cannot get enough. And so that's what I dedicate my high tunnel to. That's what all the real estate in there is really dedicated to that. However, after the ranunculus blooms, I will put in lysianthus, which is a crop that doesn't need to be grown in a tunnel. It can do fine in the field, but because of our wind, I go ahead and put it in there because it can tolerate the high temperatures in the summer and 
it protects it from the wind. If we're gusting to 60 miles an hour one day, I could just drop the sides on the tunnel. Yeah. And that's actually why I'm considering getting a second tunnel. I accidentally, we'll say accidentally, I don't know. I bought 1600 Lizzie at this plans from plugs from Farmer Bailey. So that's going to be awesome. But remember, I'm getting married October 6th. So I want them for my wedding. And I'm just trying to decide and they can handle a light frost. So they'll be fine. But I'm just trying to decide how many to put in the tunnel or out. And but then I want some annuals in a tunnel. So it's just kind of a good excuse to have flowers for my wedding. And like, you know, I'll need the space, you know, I'll use it. So we're just trying to decide, do we do it this year? Do we wait? Like, do we get a smaller one? Like, I don't know. We'll cross that bridge yeah. in the next. I'd like to say we'll cross that bridge when we come to it, but we need to decide in the next couple of weeks. But yeah. So I a couple, hear you. Yeah. yeah. A couple of people did ask that question, benefit between high tunnel and low tunnel other than standing up. I think we addressed that. Someone else asked, is the style gothic style? Yes, absolutely. We'd get pounded with snow. We got a storm of like eight inches of just wet snow with no wind a couple months ago. And it was like the plastic was sagging. We had to go in there with just a shovel and hit it on the side and it all just slid right off. It was perfectly fine. But yeah, for sure. The Gothic style, if you live anywhere with snow and I think it probably helps with the wind too. I don't know. Yeah. That's a, I've, I've always wondered, is it like a little more aerodynamic? So it's an increased cost if you're going to go Gothic, but if you are, I mean, you have to think about, I priced the plastic itself for the tunnel and it's five to $600 for one layer of plastic. So it was worth it for us to go ahead and go with Gothic as well. We don't get near as much snow as you do. The most we've gotten at once this year was probably four to six inches. But yeah, that's I don't want to be. That's a Tuesday. No. <laughs> right, right. I know. I just didn't want to be, I didn't want to be like, oh yeah, I'll just get the regular caterpillar, yeah. the, the so circular should... one and then get nailed. Yeah. You know? So I should clarify, Gothic is basically where the top is peaked. So the snow just really comes off it versus the caterpillar is just rounded and it the snow will just kind of sit on top and it doesn't slide off as easily. Yeah, exactly. Like just that would be the last time you'd be like, man, that was worth saving $600 for the whole thing to collapse. <laughs> like, Right, right. Yeah, not so a, not a time to we go cheap. Better, not a time to go cheap. Yeah, better safe than sorry for us. Yeah, and you have raised beds inside of yours, right? I do. I do not yet. We'll see what happens. I don't know. But again, my tunnel, by the time I got it ordered and built, I mean, we were literally, there was already snow on the ground when we built it. We put the stakes in the ground and got the frame part up kind of, but we got all the rebar in the ground before it froze. But I planted the tulips and we had everything measured out where it was going to go. And then I planted the tulips, mainly just timing. Like we were moving into our house and we just did not have time to build the tunnel. So I planted the tulips first. They're like right down the tunnel, down the middle. It's just stupid placement as I'm going to try to plant these ranunculus, but whatever, I'll figure it out. It'll be fine. But I don't have raised beds right now. I don't know if I will. We'll see. And I can share a little bit about why I put raised beds in. For us, we had to bring in dirt to level out that area because everybody says Kansas is flat. It's actually not. Our property is a bunch of hills and valleys. And so we had to bring dirt over. That was just like construction dirt from a friend who dug out a pool. There are neighbors. And so we brought some of that over and it was not level and it sort of sits on a slope. And I didn't know the content of that dirt. I would have had to add a lot, a lot of compost and do a lot of reshaping. And we have extreme weed pressure here on the Kansas Prairie. So I went ahead and I'd seen other people put raised beds in their tunnels 
and it just made more sense to do it that way. So we went ahead and put them in and I'm so glad we did because whenever we water or whenever we get a ton of rain, it pretty much floods in between the beds. And if we hadn't put them in the raised beds, I really don't think we would have, I think everything would have rotted probably. But there are also some cons to raised beds. If you ever get a soil borne issue, you're gonna have to take all that soil out. And we can't fit a wheelbarrow in there. So we have to raise the the sides as high as we can. And we just dump in new compost every year with a tractor. And that's a chore. I mean, it, it takes a couple of days, but I still think it was the right choice for us. So you really just have to consider your growing area, you know, your your space and have to you have to decide what's best for you. Cause what works for me may not work for other people. Yeah. And I think this alone is why I wanted to start this podcast because you read all these things about what you're supposed to do. And it's like, well, this doesn't work for me. I don't know. Like, that's great that you did it or didn't do it or whatever. But you hit the nail on the head. Like everyone, their needs are so different based on where you're at. And just even your needs can be different based on someone a mile down the road. I did not do raised beds just because, like I said, the situation that we were at. But I don't know. We'll see. And in the new one that we end up doing, we we might, but I don't know. We ended up buying the door kits, which actually I should point out, we both got our tunnels from Farmer's Friend LLC. We're not in any way sponsored by them unless they want to. We're both singing their praises, so I think we should be sponsored by them, but whatever. <laughs> we ended up buying the Dutch door kits for both ends, mainly because honestly, time. We had more money than time, I guess, when it came to these doors, which, well, which and says time something. Is money. Yeah, exactly. And time, time is, is money. money. And so what that is is it's it's door kits at the end, and they're pretty wide. They're four feet wide. And it's nice, you know, they're Dutch doors, so you can open half for airflow. And, you know, it's just kind of nice, although I'm pretty sure pets can get underneath or whatever if you, you know, if they really wanted to underneath the ends. But it should work out pretty well with those doors. But if we do a second one, we for sure will have one end open so that a tractor can go in there. So I'm thinking if we ever end up doing raised beds, we'd put them in the current one with the Dutch doors. And it's kind of up by like my stem bar area where the customers are. So the raised beds are prettier anyway. If we do one out in the field, like I'm planning, it's got pretty good soil anyway. And then we'll be able to just roll up the ends and fit a tractor on. That would be really, really nice. And Mm -hmm. that is one thing I want to add. If I don't think that the end walls that you got would have worked for us, we built our own. And I think that really for us in our environment really helped the structural integrity of the tunnel. Because when I say we get wind, I, I cannot tell you how just how much wind we get. We actually had a freak uh, dust storm. Never seen anything like it in my 34 years of life. And we clocked 89 miles per hour out here. I don't think if we didn't have these wooden end walls that we built, I think it would have become a sale because they're only rated for, I think, 50 miles an hour. Yeah. And Um, we don't usually get a lot of wind like that up here in Southwest Minnesota, where I grew up. We do, but up here we don't. Except um, this leads me into another topic because someone asked about a high tunnel grant if I bought it through that. And no, I didn't. I actually, last May, we had a storm come through with 90 mile an hour flatline winds and did a ton of damage, like collapsed a couple of my barns. And so I literally bought my high tunnel with insurance money. So that's what I did. Except for, I mean, we were picking up nails and we're still cleaning up buildings and stuff. Yeah. So I just 
exchanged a building for a building. So that's how I bought mine. I didn't do a high, I didn't do a grant. And I'm like, well, you know, usually it's not so windy here. And my fiance is like, oh, <laughs> do you remember why we have that tunnel? I'm like, well, it, that was a freak deal. It's fine. Right. And it's yeah. Fine. We didn't apply for a grant either. I know a lot of people that have and have been really successful. I know you have to pay for it up front and then you get reimbursed. I personally did not have the time. I don't know anything about grant writing. I didn't have the time to sit and do that, but maybe for the next one, I might consider it. I will also say though, if you get a grant for high tunnel, it has to stay with the property for a certain amount of time, like five years. And it's going to vary by state, but I never know if another bigger, better farm is going to come along. And I didn't want to pay for something and then have to leave it behind because I know a flower farmer in Washington that had to do that. So that's, a, that's another thing. And I just don't like being told what to do. Yeah, I know. I <laughs> I'm the same way. I'm like, well, but then there'll be rules. I mean, that's kind of like right. we're getting we're getting off the subject, but I have this 23-acre cornfield that I rent out, and I've been trying to decide what to do with it. I mean, everything comes to mind from like a sunflower maze to wildflowers to CRP to SRP and, you know, conservation stewardship stewardship program or whatever, but I'm like, don't tell me I can't touch my own land for 10 years. Like, heck no. Like, right. I don't know. Just, I don't know. We'll I see. think it's a great option for a lot of people. Exactly. Exactly. We'll leave it at that. Neither of us did it. Neither of us have any insight on how to do it. And I do think if you reach out, they'll give you examples of previous people that have gotten grants and you can Right. See you that. just have like, to, you have to reach out to your local NRCA yep. extension office and they'll help you. Yep. Exactly. Someone else asked, is there a fan for air circulation? No, no, there's not. Just the sides raise up as you need it to. And do you have a hand crank that rolls up your sidewalls? Nope. Yeah, I don't either. It's it's all manual. And if I could do it again, I would definitely get one that has a crank. I don't know that Farmer's Friend has that option. I'm sure they do. I know lots of other hoop and high tunnel companies have that. And it's, it's really difficult sometimes, especially as I'm in a hurry in the morning trying to open those up. So I would do that yeah, if and I, I think, did it again. Yeah, I and I definitely, especially if I end up getting the 100 foot one instead of the 50, because that's, that's what oh, I would do. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah. But so that leads me to my next uh, question that someone asked, how much warmer is it than the external temp? So it was two weeks ago. It was 36 degrees outside and it was 66 degrees inside. And that was a warm, sunny day. And then yeah, like today, say... today it was six degrees Fahrenheit for a high. And I ran out there just to check because I saw this question and it was 42 in there still. Yeah, it's usually about 30 to 40 degrees warmer, mm -hmm. depending on And so on that's why you got to roll up the sides because those plants will fry. You still want them to think it's spring. You don't want them to think it's summer. So you got to roll up those sides. And so you got to kind of baby them, but then it dips you down do, at but night. It pays off though. It really does. Anytime that I learned this kind of the hard way last year, my plants did start to get a little fried. Thankfully I saved them, but anytime it's above 35, they have got to be ventilated. If you're not ventilating, they're going to cook. So here's my next question, because again, this is my first year having it. You know, I just built mine. So it gets the same temperature as the outside at night, but how long does it take to drop? I mean, it's not immediately if it's 80 degrees in there. Right. So I try to get the sidewalls shut on a sunny day before the sun goes down to trap some of that heat in there. And I also try to get frost cloth on plants before the sun goes down and that does help. And also the ambient air temperature 
is going to be, you know, what it is outside eventually, but your soil is going to be warmer. Exactly. So, like I could probably plant ranunculus in there right now. I just, it's so cold still. I'm giving them another couple weeks before I put them out there. But yeah, that's the yeah, thing. Like, well, it's not like the I, soil is I would so cold. too. If it's, I mean, if it's getting, you know, like you said, negative six tonight, I mean, that's pretty cold. I was really nervous about putting ranunculus in there because it's such an expensive crop to grow mm-hmm. and it's very profitable. But I saw somebody in a zone that was colder than me do it. She was 6A. And so I said, you know what, we're going for it. I learned a little bit later that she has uh, two layers of plastic on her tunnel and like a fan that keeps those layers separated. So her tunnel probably stays a little bit warmer than mine, but they really are a little more frost tolerant than we give them credit for. They bloom best though, when it's 50 degrees. And so that's the other thing with these tunnels is even with the sidewalls up, we have vents on each end wall as well. And just everything open, it's still going to be hotter in there than it is outside. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to get shade cloth for the tunnel this summer and put that over because ranunculus really do bloom best when it's 50 to 60 degrees. That was my plan too, was to get some shade cloth. And then do you have any type of alarm or sensor out there for the temperature? No, I I have a thermometer and my first year growing in there, it got down to negative 10 degrees for about two weeks. It was a really like severe polar vortex. And I thought for sure everything was dead. I had 2000 ranunculus and 500 snapdragons and they all looked terrible. And so I was actually out there with a propane heater and it wasn't doing anything. I mean, it was so cold. It wasn't, it wasn't actually doing anything. And so but emotionally uh, you were doing something <laughs> emotionally, <laughs> You're like breathing on them. <laughs> I cried for about, about 72 hours straight yeah. um, before I finally just accepted it and they were fine. Yeah. I mean, they were, they were fine. They, they have a will to live. Great. They have a will to live. Hey, that's what you have to remember. So no, I don't have a thermometer out there because it doesn't matter. Yeah, I think just, <laughs> I mean, I don't have an alarm because it, it really, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm debating getting one, but I don't know. I have to do some research to figure out one that's like Bluetooth versus blah, 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 blah. Because it won't get Wi-Fi out there. So I don't know. Right. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. But ultimately, you just have to keep checking on it anyway. I guess it does matter. I have it out there just so I can see, you know, what the temp is. So I know if I need to ventilate everything or not. Yeah. That's kind of a quick and dirty rundown on high tunnels. Is there anything else? We should add. I mean, we could go we could go on and on and on about what to grow and stuff like that. But if you have anything else to add, Ashley, otherwise I know Abby's got some questions. She always asks questions, which is which is good because it's if she's got questions, people listening have questions. Yeah, I was looking at um some questions too and I haven't I don't I don't see anything that we didn't cover. So yeah, fire away. I only have one and that question is what is shade cloth? Oh, okay. Yeah, that's a good question. Shade cloth is it looks like a large piece of like a mesh screen and it only allows a certain amount of ultraviolet light to go through the plastic. So if you have something in a tunnel and it warms up really fast in your zone, like spring, we get about two weeks of spring temperatures here in Kansas before it's just straight to summer. And because these plants thrive on the cooler weather, you can put shade cloth over your tunnel. It's not cheap, but it's 
good. I think it's well worth the investment if you're trying to make sure that that crop blooms as long as it can. You can put shade cloth over and that will keep the temperature down and it won't be so, it won't just won't be so hot in the tunnel. Yeah, I'm I'm planning question. on buying some for my ranunculus. Going to need it. Probably the Lysianthus. And then I'm debating not growing a ton of them. If I don't get the second tunnel, I won't be able to. But I'm debating growing some mums for my wedding. And so I've been doing a ton of reading about them. And if I want them to bloom October 6th, I'm going to need the shade cloth. Because they don't bloom yeah. until they think it's fall. And you need shorter days. So it's not even necessarily the heat. It's the light. And actually, uh, that's even right, more like right. straight blackout cloths. But I think there's definitely some good options. And then if I can find something that can work with all of them. Um, I don't know. It wouldn't hurt said, with the tulips, too. Like, if you're worried yeah. that they're all going to bust open. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how much that would help, though. Because it's really more temperature with the with the tulips. If it's above 60, they're, that's yeah. when they start to yeah. blow open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you mentioned uh, just now maybe getting shade cloth for your Lysianthus. Mm-hmm. They don't need it. In my experience, they do not need it. They are so heat tolerant. I mean, it oh, gets nice. up to 120, 130 degrees in the tunnel uh, here in the summer. Yeah. And they are amazing. That's They're awesome. like the best flower ever. How high do you have your sides up? As, as high, high as, as I they can get go? them. Got it. As Got high it. as I can get them. But, you know, in July and August, the air is stale. Do you just keep uh, them up course, all the time? Yeah. 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 I only okay. shut them, only shut them in the summer if we're having an extremely windy day. And mm-hmm. like I had snapdragons and lysianthus in there last summer that were not netted at all. Yeah. And so they, they blew over and they had a hard time with the wind. Some days I wouldn't be here right away to get it shut or we'd have a thunderstorm out of nowhere. So I am going to net both of those things in the tunnel this year. Yeah. And I don't know. I have the opportunity actually, if I get another one from Farmer's Friend, otherwise a friend that used to own a commercial landscaping company, he has a greenhouse. He's like, I don't know if it has all the parts. Like this is the brand. I think it's a Polytech, but it has the capability of the two things of plastic with the the vent or the, you know, between them. And right. But that's going to be up to Flower Farmer Fiance to watch YouTube videos and literally go to Menards a hundred times to buy spare parts. But you right. know, we'll save well, money. We'll see. I don't know. We'll see. I, I don't know what we'll end up doing, but it would be nice to have two different options. I don't know. I see what you're saying. And the the reason I didn't go with that, too, is because you have to have electricity mm-hmm. down there, you mm-hmm. know, to power the fan. And we could do that, but I just didn't have mm-hmm. uh, it just wasn't on the table. Yeah. At that time. I know. And that's that's so. the thing. You just have to kind of do the best you can with what you have. And you just you learn and, and maybe maybe your season is long enough. Right. I and know. I would say, I don't know that I would recommend getting a high tunnel your very first year. Oh, I, no. I would get, no. you know, a season of growing under your belt. And that's what I did. A lot of people said, no, you need to wait like two or three years, but I don't listen. And so I did do it after the first year and the learning curve is a steep one, but it's, it's definitely worth it. So I'm going into year four but year one was small. We'll put it that way. So it's, I don't know, it's just kind of different, but I've been sitting on the sidelines for two years, really watching before I made the leap. So I, I don't know. We'll just see. You got to try it. You got to kill some flowers, man. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Ashley, for joining. We already have plans to have her on again later. So I'll just wait until then to tell you what we're going to talk about then. But it's actually a really fun topic. But yeah, thanks for being on here. And Ashley, can you tell us real quick, how do we find you on Instagram, all of that stuff? 
So I'm really mostly active on Instagram. I don't have the TikToks or anything like that, <laughs> as the youth would say, but it's just Vail Family Farm, V-A-I-L, like Vail, Colorado. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Thanks for joining us and good luck with your high tunnel. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to the Sunny Mary Meadow podcast. I'm your host, Liz. If you like what you're hearing, please subscribe and rate us. You can find us on Instagram, Pinterest, and Facebook at Sunny Mary Meadow. Subscribe to our email newsletter at sunnymarymeadow.com. And if you have questions or comments or anything to say, we would love to hear from you. You can email us at podcast at sunnymarymeadow.com.